Today's podcast is sponsored by Swift Sports Performance. Whether you're prepping for your first rec league season or training for college camp, let Swift perfect your craft while strengthening your weaknesses. Here we go. In this episode of the Barbershop 303 Sports Talk Podcast, I got an old clip from uh, a few weeks ago that I spoke about Kareem Hunt. I'm I'm going uh, to put that on this episode as well. I'm going to break down week 15 and the most important games that I'm going to be paying attention to and that you should be watching as well. So enjoy. Holla. All right. On this segment, I'm going to talk about Kareem Hunt. So a lot of you heard, a lot of you seen the videos. Um, I'll give you a little background. Kareem Hunt is a third-round pick runner back who led the NFL in rushing last year as a freshman or rookie, however you want to say it. Um, I think he went to Tulane. Uh, I have to look that up again. My bad. So uh, Kareem Hunt, he's a good runner back. Uh, in my mind, he's a. a evolutionized Emmett Smith, you know, he's like, he's Emmett Smith with a little bit more speed, uh, more explosive, uh, good running back, good hands, can catch, make plays in open space, all that, that's the football part of Kareem Hunt. Now let's get to what has him on the streets. So Kareem Hunt on a video Friday, TMZ released a video showing Kareem Hunt uh, shoving a woman as well as uh, nudging her with his foot, a little kick, uh, while she was down on the ground. Um, hard kick, light kick, nudge. Yeah, it was like, uh, when you watch it, it's like a childish kick. It was like annoyance. Um, so when, that, when the video came out, like the Ray Rice video, the NFL, everybody, uh, you know, jumped to... Uh, making the decision, the NFL put Kareem Hunt on the commissioner exempt list, which keeps him suspended while getting paid by the NFL, but he can't play. I don't think he can practice either. But this is only if he's on a team. Shortly after that, Kansas City Chiefs cut Kareem Hunt, um, which caused shockwaves to go throughout the world, uh, or at least America. We don't care about football. Um, so, it was a very bad look, man. I mean, for another football player, somebody, uh, like, like the difference between Kareem Hunt and Ray Rice when their event happened is Kareem Hunt was coming off of the season where he led the NFL in rushing, and he's having a great season. Ray Rice was having uh, a bad uh, season yards per carry. I think it was in the threes, 3.2, something like that, which helped them justify releasing him. Like, they didn't need him or whatnot, which they did. Ray Rice was still a good running back. Ray Rice is still doing great things, was doing great things in the NFL, in my opinion. He was uh, one of the good faces of the team. Now, what got Kareem Hunt cut was that when the incident happened in February, um, the Kansas City Chiefs spoke to him. They heard about it. Kareem Hunt said his friends had an altercation with a woman that was at a party in a hotel and that he wasn't part of the 
incident. So he lied, uh, basically withholding the truth. Now, from what I heard, there was an incident between him, well, where the girl, the woman, and one of his friends, and he intervened and kicked her out. Supposedly, uh, I don't know any more detail about what they spoke of. And then the video was everything else you need to see. Kareem Hunt did deserve to get cut based on what he did. Basically lied to the company, putting the company at blame and at fault. The company, which is the Chiefs, could have gotten fined for not doing proper investigation. My thought process on this was I blame the Kansas City Chiefs and I blame the NFL. Both parties, uh, when you look at the Flake Gate, when you look at... Uh, when you look at uh, the inflated footballs with Tom Brady, the NFL went deep into investigation. I mean, they had millimeters on the ball and all this stuff, or whatever, the measurements, um, pounds, all that. The NFL does their investigation based on if they care about it or not. And the NFL has proven time and time again that they don't care about women's rights, domestic violence. Um, it's kind of like, I think it depends on who it is, too, because you saw when Josh, Josh Brown, that kicker from the Giants, he was beating his wife at the Pro Bowl, and he still went to the game and kicked. So, um, or even if he didn't go into the game, he still was offered a contract. Things didn't happen with him until his wife came out, spoke, until people started coming out about what happened, until he admitted it, then he got cut. My thing is, why does it take the media and for us as individuals at home, fans, to hear about an issue before action is done? Uh, the NFL owes the, us, the world, and all the women. Um, they just they owe them that. I have a daughter, and you teach you, you know, your goal is to teach your daughter how to live, be a virtuous woman, you know, a, a God-fearing woman someone and take care of your family, your kids and all that stuff. But when you see women get hit by I'm talking about powerful men. Any man that made to the NFL, you're powerful. Even as a kicker, Josh Brown was more powerful than his wife. I mean we're we got testosterone. Uh you know, we have way more testosterone than a woman. A woman and a man the same size it you know it's not gonna be a fair fight no matter what. And when you when you keep, when you watch the interview with Kareem Hunt, I got a few things from it. Um, he looks like now he he did look like he probably came off the brain, non-scripted conversation with the the ESPN uh, you know analyst who interviewed him, reporter. He does look like he just winged it. Um, I don't take too much from that because I'm not sure. You know, in moments like this, Kareem Hunt already knew about this. He already had lied. You know what I mean? He already had uh, was covering it up and just playing football. He didn't acknowledge the woman's name on TV. Uh, it probably would have been a good look if he uh, at least acknowledged her, looked at the camera and said, I'm sorry for what I've done. Um, I'm willing to make peace with you. Little stuff like that. There's a way you can do things to close the door in that situation. Um, now, I, I, the woman didn't press charges. I don't know if he paid her some money to be hush-hush or whatever. 
and I don't know how he even took it. All I know is Kareem Hunt put his hands on a woman. Uh, it doesn't matter how she acted. She didn't hit him. Even if she came in your face, you got to have self-control. Man. You're in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how players are still – and there's tons of – trust me, all the players in the NFL, hundreds, there's plenty of them hitting women, hitting their wives, hitting their girlfriends. And sooner or later, stuff will come out. Now, there's also people, like what Ruben Foster's going through as well, there where there's women that's lying to gain an edge, to, to maybe even destroy a, a, a life um, because she's not getting what she wants. It, it's happened. Um, I, I believe I've heard that the, the woman in the Ruben Foster case has already told the judge that she lied about uh, one of the incidents they had. So her, she has flaws in her story, and I don't know how to take it or how to even believe someone like that. I know with DeAndre Francois from Florida State, supposedly he had hit a girl in college. The girl came out and said she lied because she was just mad and wanted to get back at him. A lot of these girls don't realize the implications that happens when a quarterback um, for a major college is said to hit a woman. And she just makes it up because some women in our culture make up things to get even with you. And there's a certain limit to where you can do that and actually ruin someone's life, reputation, stuff like that. But as men, you can't put yourself in a situation to be with someone that would do that to you um, or someone that you don't really care about. So, uh, and, and that's what makes Ray Rice's video probably one of the worst I've seen because Ray Rice actually knocked his fiance out, dragged her out of the elevator, and was he was drunk. I mean, you... He, he said he was drinking. He, he he was sober. I mean, that was a crazy video. I still can't even believe he did that. And they got married. Look, you hit my daughter like that, man. Y'all probably done, pretty much. I'm not letting my daughter be with a man that's going to hit her like that. <clears throat> and it, it, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was just a publicity. I'm, I'm not even sure what that relationship... I mean, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable that that happened to someone you actually care about. So... Um, I, that's that's my take on Kareem Hunt. I do think Kareem Hunt's going to get another chance, unlike Ray Rice did. I think it's going to be a while. Um, I've heard that he'll possibly get eight plus suspension games, suspended games when he whenever he signs. So basically, he's cheap. A contender will more than likely sign him, um, and t- and take the eight game suspensions whenever they can. The smart thing to do for a team would possibly be to sign him before the season ends, right? Rehab, re, uh, rehabilitate him, get him help, um, teach him, let him learn, and let him knock out some suspended games this year to where he'll be back early next year. Um, he'll still be on the commissioner exempt list, and I believe that list will keep him on there until they see that he's changed. So... Uh, I don't feel bad for Kareem Hunt. I feel worse for the Kansas City Chiefs that they were duped. They believed the star player on their team. Now, Kareem Hunt also, I don't want to leave this out, Kareem Hunt also has two more incidents involving him. One happened at a nightclub and said he punched the man. The other one happened, I'm not sure where it was. I think he said it was a fight. So, Kareem Hunt 
seemed like he had a very bad after rookie year uh, offseason. And that's about the same time when James had his incident um, that was, that was uh, alleged. So, look, guys, you guys get in the NFL. I didn't make it, but you guys get in the NFL. You get all this money. You got to have more self-control than this, man. I know, uh, you know the love of money is the root of all evil. But you have to have self-control. You can't let uh, power overtake you and who you, how you were raised. So, um, you know, I didn't want to have to talk about stuff like this. I'd rather be talking about the games that happened this weekend, um, this week 13 slate of great games that I'm going to break down. But I had to talk about Kareem Hunt. Had to get it out there because Kareem Hunt was a great player for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, this really hurts Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes had a running back that he was able to grow with forever. I mean, it could have been Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, 10 years plus. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, now he'll have to find another running back. Maybe they go after Le'Veon Bell. Maybe they go after Carlos Hyde. You know, maybe they go after Tevin Coleman. Who knows? I think that'd be a terrific landing spot for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Great coach, quarterback that likes to throw it to the running back. Uh, one of the fastest, the fastest player in the league at wide receiver. You can't stack the box. Unbelievable. So look for that. You heard it here first. I haven't heard from anybody. I'm expecting Le'Veon Bell to give the Kansas City Chiefs a good look. So uh, mark my word. We'll see what happens. Um, but um, on to the next segment, man. Let's break down these games. All right, so week 15 coming up. Three more games left for every team in the NFL. Playoff races are tightening up. Finish line is near. So we're going to start week 15 off with probably one of the biggest games of the year. Um, I wish everybody was healthy, but a little bit of uh, injury concerns. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Awesome Thursday night game. Awesome. I mean, you got my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite running backs, Melvin Gordon, possibly, possibly will play tonight. I hope he does. He is on my fantasy team in my major league. He has gotten me here. I need him tonight. Please play. All right. Take my personal stuff out of this. Uh, you got Patrick Mahomes, who is probably the MVP right now. Um, my, let me say this. Some people don't know Patrick Mahomes' father. Patrick Mahomes Sr. Um, was a major league pitcher. He was a good pitcher. The fact that his son um, has this arm, it just goes to show you, it's, it's some genetics, and it's also the way he trained him growing up, man. You know, you got a pitcher. They said he was all right in, in, in baseball, but he knew football was his gift. And look, man, you, you don't know what, what your kid's going to turn out to be. Um, you got to be proud of, of your son. Um, for being this great. Um, Patrick Mahomes, man, he might be one of the best quarterbacks. He might end up being top five the remainder of his career. That's how his arm talent. And my and the thing is, everybody always talks about Aaron Rodgers' arm and all that. Patrick Mahomes throws passes that remind you of Brett Favre. Um, it just reminds you of everybody. It's just incredible. Incredible how Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. He's a phenomenal quarterback. Now, tonight's game, um, you, when you think about both teams, 
Last year when Tyreek Hill faced off against the Chargers, he burned uh, Haywood, the cornerback for the Chargers. He burned him up. He did like, I mean, it was like a, a, a step inside and he just raced. It was like, just let's race. And it was like incredible. That was Alex Smith. I guarantee you, um, you know, Tyreek Hill has a heel injury. And what I'm hearing about it is, it only hurts him when he decelerates. And some people who don't know what that means, accelerate is speed up, de- decelerates the brake. So when he's walking or slowing down, you know, you got you, your heel kind of helps you, uh, you know, decelerate. Uh, and and his and his, you know, his weakness. I guess he doesn't really have a weakness, and maybe his route running. When he when he cuts or has to run a comeback. He probably won't run much comebacks or, or, you know, routes like that tonight. He'll probably run a lot of fades, a lot of, of uh, you know, maybe screens, running screens, rollouts, bubble passes, uh, a lot of waggle passes, cowboy passes, wheel routes, things to get him going forward probably. So uh, if the Chargers were smart, man, you'd put a spy over the top of him. And, and you know, I wouldn't waste – Derwin James on Tyreek. I would actually use Derwin James to kind of man up on Tyreek. Not Tyreek Hill, on uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chargers have dominated Travis Kelsey four straight games. So it's, it'll be cool to see that matchup, man. Derwin, look, Derwin is defensive rookie of the year. I don't care about any of those other players that's doing a little something. You know, I know Ward is doing a great job at Cleveland. Uh, his DVOA, his player, his proficiency, awesome. But Derwin is making the most plays. Derwin is, like, getting sacks, interceptions. He, he, he picked off Ben, ben Roethlisberger on national TV a couple weeks ago. He's playing phenomenal football. That's why I wanted my Buccaneers to draft him. We were we went and grabbed, grabbed another defensive tackle, which hurt me. But being a Florida State fan, that's what happens to you. Just disappointment. So, uh, and for the Chargers... It's history tells us Philip Rivers struggles in Arrowhead. Uh, now I heard Eric Berry, the, who I regard as the best safety in the NFL when he's healthy, is supposed to play tonight. Look for that to be a key in this game. If he plays tonight, I really think they will spy Keenan Allen with him. That's what I would do. So I think the Chiefs will. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Chargers. I picked the Chargers to go to Super Bowl against the Saints. I hope the Chargers win. But the way the game looks, and especially if Melvin Gordon doesn't play or doesn't get a full uh, workload, I expect the, the Chiefs to find a way to pull out this win in the end. They got the better kicker, too. Butker, awesome kicker. 50-plus 50, 50 yard range. Especially at home, it'll be a cold night. So I expect the game to end close like that. All right. Another game that I want to speak on that's coming up this weekend is the Cleveland Browns versus the Denver Broncos. That's a Saturday game. Now, Cleveland has Baker Mayfield, who I said is the best quarterback in the draft. He deserved to be first. He is a beast. He has the it factor. You see it now. He's got arm talent. He's got great accuracy. And he has a, a knack for bringing up big, just bringing up bad teams, man. You know, he can bring you out of a rut. He's doing that with Cleveland. Cleveland's won more games this year than they've won the past two years combined. Maybe the past three years. I have to go look at that. But uh, expect Baker to play well. I think Baker will upset uh, Denver, knocking them out the playoffs, which would be great. This time of year, you want to play spoiler. 
I wish I, I still think Cleveland has an outside shot. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I forgot what the record is. Um, but uh, I, I, I have high hopes for Cleveland, man. I, I love them. I love watching them play. I'm glad they've been on TV a few times this year, man, with Nick Chubbs and and you know, that cast of players. I still think they need a number one receiver. But Jarvis Landry's a great slot, and uh, we'll see what they can do in the future. So Denver has way too much injuries. They're way too young. They're not ready yet. Um, it's sad that Vaughn Miller is basically in a rebuild. Um, he's he's too great for that. He's already got a Super Bowl ring and an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. So yeah, it's crazy. You know he's he's in a rebuilding team, and I know Terrell Suggs had to go through that with with Baltimore. Even though they haven't ever really rebuilt, they're just they just reloaded. Um, but look look for that game to be a big game. That'll be a big game to watch and to see what happens in that. Um, Sunday, a few games to talk about from the Sunday slate. Dallas versus the Colts. I'm choosing. I, I don't know if you call it upset because the Colts I think are slated to win by about two or three. I think I gotta check that out. But. I expect the Colts to win this game. I expect Andrew Luck. I don't think anybody can stop Andrew Luck at home. Jacksonville beat Andrew Luck a couple of weeks ago, shut him out. He still had a decent amount of yards, but he couldn't put the ball in the box. Um, so expect I expect Andrew Luck to make some great plays. I expect it to be a great game. Um, I, I, I like the Colts. I, I think the Colts are a good running back away from making big noise in the AFC. I think Le'Veon... Um, will be on their radar this offseason. I think they'll make a move to try to go get him. We'll see what happens. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I like the Colts. I like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is one of my quarterbacks on my fantasy league. Um, so, you know, don't not trying to be personal again. So I'm looking for Andrew Luck to make some noise. Dallas, uh, Dallas is playing super football right now. They're playing great. I just think... This is the best quarterback I think they've faced in a while. Um, they faced Drew Brees. They shut him down, but they're not home. They're on the road. So I expect this to be a very, very competitive game. Nobody will blow each other out. This will be back and forth. The, which defense can make the last stop? And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. It, it should be an awesome, awesome game. I'm looking forward to seeing that one, definitely. And uh, after this break... I'm going to talk about what I think is the biggest game of the weekend, uh, which obviously I think a lot of I think everybody knows that Steelers uh, Patriots game is is going to be a huge game. So I'm looking forward to see what happens with that one. Uh, But that's the game I'm going to talk about next. So get ready. It's Ron Washington with the Barbershop 303 Sports Talk podcast. I'll be right back. All right, so on Sunday evening, you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers facing off against the New England Patriots. Now, let's be honest. Every year that these guys meet, it's a good classic game. Um, you got great players. Last year, what hurt this game last year in the regular season was that Antonio Brown, I think he pulled, he pulled or tore his calf muscle. <laughs> like in the first quarter, and very disappointing when you're a fan of football and you watch a great player like that who was peaking in the season get hurt. 
and that way it deteriorated the offense of the Steelers. It also unleashed Juju. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to that game this year. I'm looking forward to this matchup with 4.25 p.m. matchups on Sunday. Um, I think Pittsburgh being home is a benefit, um, and it should help them out a lot. I think Pittsburgh uh, will win this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I think they're going to struggle with Gronk and Junior Edelman. Pittsburgh struggles against the middle of the field, which is why Le'Veon used to have success running little, little comeback routes, uh, quick slants. Plays like those work. Josh Gordon running slants, that'll work. Edelman, one-on-one, that'll work. Gronk, after last week, even though he's slowed up a lot, that'll work. Uh, even Samuels, the rookie, if James Conner doesn't play, it'll work. Now, Pittsburgh does a good job deep. They do a good job not letting things behind them. So it's going to be, you know, Brady's a, uh, uh, you know, a short to immediate, uh, you know, passer. He loves walking the team downfield, chewing up clock, high percentage passes, take his shots when he needs to. So we'll see what happens with that. In the end, I think that T.J. Watt will cause a lot of disruptive plays in the backfield as well as Bud Dupree. I think they'll get after Brady a little bit. Um, I Like I say, it'll be a lot of yards. Brady will have a lot of yards in this game, pr- pr- probably around 325, something like that, probably three touchdowns. I think where the game will be won at is I think Juju and Antonio Brown, both being healthy, will anchor this game. Now, I do think the Patriots will play both of them the same way they played the Vikings and, and uh, Thielen and Diggs. They'll probably bracket coverage around Juju, and they'll one-on-one with Antonio Brown with Gilmore. Now, Gilmore can't guard Antonio Brown. I would more rather, if I was them, this is me, I would put Gilmore and Juju, even though Juju's bigger, um, they'll probably do it because of size. You know, you could put Patrick Chone to help out with it, with Juju. I would put the bigger corner, um, I would put the best corner on Juju and bracket coverage, Antonio. Um, I don't think you can one-on-one cover Antonio Brown with anybody on the, the Patriots. So that's just why I would do it. You know what I mean? They can even afford to, uh, you know, bracket coverage around both in a way, uh, running quarters or something like that. But you got to be able to get to the quarterback. And I don't think the Patriots can. That's why, you know, it, it's all up to Big Ben and his ribs. I think Big Ben will have a great game, a 300-plus yard game. He'll probably hit four touchdowns because they also got two tight ends going up the middle, Vance McDonald, as well as uh, uh, Jesse James. So I think they can attack the Patriots up the middle. So this will be a great game, good back-and-forth game, kind of like when the Patriots used to play against Peyton Manning. Um, but it will be good team versus good team. Very, very good game right there um, to look at, man. So just uh, uh, get, uh, get ready for that matchup. Another matchup that I want to speak on very briefly, but I want to, I wanted to hit on this is the Chicago bears hosting the green Bay Packers. I don't think the Packers have a chance to even get up to 25 points. I think the bears, um, if you watch the bears play like last week when they played the Rams, I mean, they suffocated the Rams. You know what I mean? When your pass rush is, is on, Khalil Mack is on Aaron Rodgers can't, he can't outrun in any of those guys. The Bears have 
in my opinion, the best front seven in the NFL when you when Khalil Mack's healthy. I mean, they got Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith. Um, they got. Well, I'll say this: they got the best pass rushing front seven. I think the Dallas's front seven is probably better overall, player to player, because they got two great ends. They got three linebackers. Yeah, you don't see that much. I, but I think the Bears, if you put all the players on the field at the same time, Khalil Mack is the best player on the field out of all the players on these two on Dallas and Chicago when you match them up. And he's the most disruptive. Now, Khalil Mack, won't, he won't win defensive player of the year because of those games he missed. You kind of – luck plays a little bit into it too. He missed some games. Aaron Donald is leading the NFL in sacks. So let's just call it what it is. I still would take Khalil Mack if I had the first pick – of all defensive players, I would take Khalil Mack because I can play him at three technique. I can play him against any tackle tight end combination. Um, I think a team like the Patriots can scheme to block Aaron Donald. Uh, I watched them when J.J. Watt was in his prime. They used to let J.J. Watt rush up field and, and basically go with his momentum. And J.J. Watt, as great as he was, he never killed the Patriots. He always had like decent, below average games. He never killed them. I don't think Aaron Donald... Uh, could, if you scheme against him, I think you can find a way to double, triple team him in the inside. You can't double team uh, Khalil Mack all game because somehow he he beats double teams on the end, and I think that's tough. I uh, I think if you're quick, you could beat some guards and tackles, but uh, or guards and centers where Aaron Donald's at. But I I don't think uh, you know the the quickness and the power and the length. And the leverage that Khalil Mack plays with, I don't think a lot of teams can stop that. No matter what tackle you got, I think he could basically whip up on it in every tackle in the league. I hope Dallas meets Chicago in the playoffs. I hope I, I would love to see that matchup, Tyron Smith versus Khalil Mack. Uh, I'd love to see. I can't wait. But we'll see what happens. But the Bears, the Bears are going to eliminate, uh, you know, the Packers and. It won't be pretty, man. Just, just I look, I look for Aaron Rodgers to be upset a lot, a lot of angered faces, a lot of fussing. It'll just be Devontae Adams. That first game of the season when they hurt him, Aaron Rodgers said he came back at the halftime and had probably the best performance of his life. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I don't think he's going to get hurt either, but I don't, I don't see him uh, making plays like that in this contest. So look for a great game for the Bears defense. I also think Mitchell Trubisky. In this offense, is very good, and I think he'll outplay Aaron Rodgers overall. I think him, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson will have a great game, um, and I think they'll make a lot of plays. And, and um, I do like the where the Bears are going with uh, Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen, however you want to say it. I think he's going to have a big game as well uh, with Jordan Howard finishing it off. So uh, look for some great games, man, out, out of that. Look for some great plays in that game defensively. And uh, like I say, I, I really think the Bears are going to handle the Packers very easily. All right. The last game that I'm going to speak on from this Sunday's slate well, uh, of great games. Like I say, there's great games all over the place. But the Sunday night game, the Rams versus the Eagles. I heard analysts trying to hype that game up a little bit. Look, man. This game is the the Eagles. I picked the Eagles not to win, get to the playoffs. They're not going to get in. I didn't think Dallas would get in, but I didn't think Dallas would have Amari Cooper either. So 
sue me on that. And I think I didn't think the Redskins would have, their quarterback would break their leg, break his leg off. So I really think the Rams are going to blow out the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. I think Gurley's going to go off for probably close to his career high. Uh, he has a great opportunity to. Um, uh, the the Rams aren't the same without Cooper Cup. But they'll do enough. They, they got enough weapons to handle the Eagles pretty easily. I do like that matchup for them. I, I think that the Eagles are in trouble. I think the Eagles need a running back um, that's st- sturdy. I think they need Le'Veon Bell. I think they could use Kareem Hunt if he wasn't in trouble. You know, I already spoke about that. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. But the Eagles, they don't have a, they don't have a shot. Carson Wentz. After his surgery and after his recovery, I don't think uh, – I think it was a waste bringing him back too fast. I think they should have held um, – I, I do think he's fine, but I think they could have waited a few more weeks. Um, they they were just doomed from the beginning, man. Foles didn't work out. It's like all the offensive coordinators, offensive coaches that they lost, I think, hurt them. You know, when you got a lot of smart minds in the same room, that does a lot for your team, and I think they lost a little bit too much, so – uh, look look for the Rams to handle the Eagles pretty easily being back home on uh, Sunday Night Football, man. But uh, that'll do it from this episode of the Barbershop 303 Sports Talk Podcast. This was Ronald Washington. Enjoy the games. Week 15, no college football uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, all the bowl games coming up in within the next two weeks. So get ready if your teams are in. My team is not. So I'll be watching all games, getting ready for players that will possibly be going to the league. And in the coming weeks, I'll start talking about the NFL draft and some of these players coming out and try to be ahead of all the analysts on TV on what I think is going to happen, who I think is going to be a star, like Nick Bosa, and who do I think is going to be trash. Um, I'm not going to call anybody out now. I'll save that for those podcasts. So uh, starting off there, I'll holler at you guys next time. Peace.